from the heart of the Carolinas, aiming the cannon of truth at strongholds of stupidity. Who, who are black people supposed to call Ghostbusters? So we need to stop that beef on or impoverish the cops crap. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. And good morning. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to be back with you. Hope everything is well in your world. I know what the big story is on the political stage. And it's pretty interesting. As I scroll through social media this morning, all the celebration among the leftists thrilled to death. That's... We saw the outcome we did in the Senate race with Raphael Warnock keeping his seat. But we're not going to begin there. I want to begin with some good news. Because there is something that we should be very thankful for that has happened behind the scenes in Washington. We will get to the Warnock-Walker race soon enough with a number of takeaways from this today we've talked about one of the things that is so broken about washington dc is the fact that you have so many so many pieces of legislation that are basically rammed through on the backs of legitimate legislation and i say legitimate legislation because You have the National Defense Authorization Act that has to be passed. So one of the ways that these, I don't know, (laughs) I'm trying to be nice today. These political criminals. One of the ways that they get things through that might not otherwise pass on their own is they attach him to something with the importance of the National Defense Authorization Act. I'm happy to report to you, apparently, one of those items that has been soundly opposed by anybody with good sense has apparently been removed. Congressional leaders stripped from the annual defense package a controversial proposal that would have allowed media organizations to create cartels to collectively bargain with big tech companies. You ask, what does this have to do with the national defense? Absolutely, positively nothing. But this is what these political criminals do all of the time. They continue to throw things into important legislation like this that have no connection whatsoever. The revelation of the Journalism Competition and Preservation Act, or JCPA, has been stripped from the text of the NDAA after congressional leaders had agreed to include it just days ago. This is a massive development. It comes after congressional leaders were caught off guard by the swift and severe blowback to the effort. The removal of the proposal, according to Breitbart, a massive win for conservatives. After sweeping criticism from across the political spectrum came in, in the wake of reports 
that Mitch McConnell had caved to Democrats on this, but particularly criticism among Republicans, who were shocked leaders had agreed to include the Journalism Competition and Preservation Act. Isn't this a joke? Several GOP senators joined the chorus of critics in public and in private, ripping the push to shred and delay the release of the NDAA's final text by more than a full day and throwing the final weeks of this lame duck Congress into disarray. Senate GOP leader Mitch McConnell, in particular, was caught flat-footed in response after he, this weekend, acquiesced to demands from Senate Minority Leader, Majority Leader, actually, Chuck Schumer, and outgoing House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to include the JCPA in the NDAA. Only House GOP Leader Kevin McCarthy, the likely next Speaker of the House, was fighting it all along. Among the vaunted four corners, the so-called four leaders of the two chambers of commerce, of Congress. I am sleep-deprived, by the way. <laughs> I'll talk more about that later, perhaps. And, and you know how critical I've been of Kevin McCarthy. But I have to apparently do a shout-out to Kevin McCarthy for helping to stop this nonsense. When Breitbart News broke the story Monday morning, McCarthy was outvoted 3-1 to one among the congressional leaders on this matter. There was pandemonium among opponents of the JCPA, especially those on the right. Criticisms rained down on the effort. Along the lines, not only did the JCPA, policy-wise, have nothing to do with America's national defense, but in reality, the policy would weaken national security through loopholes that would boost the chief adversary of the United States, the Chinese Communist Party. How shocking. Then we had Senate Republicans started to fight back. Tom Cotton swung into action, urged GOP colleagues to filibuster the defense package if it contains the JCPA. Others, like Mike Lee, and I think I'm about to fall out of my chair. Are you ready for this one? Tom Tillis joined in issuing public statements on Twitter saying they disagreed with including this in the NDAA. And as critical as I have been of non-conservative Tom Tillis, I have to commend him for this. GOP senators debated this behind closed doors in their weekly policy lunch. And the lack of any serious defense of the effort to include the JCPA and other extraneous proposals. (laughs) GOP senators included a shocked Mitch McConnell as senators expressed outrage on the matter. McConnell started to change his tune. Once he started hearing this outrage from other GOP senators. Jim Jordan. Usually dependable Jim Jordan. Another person who weighed in on this. Ripping the plot. Other voices joined in. Former President Donald Trump's eldest son, Donald Trump Jr., tweeted out a criticism saying it would lead to more censorship of conservatives, urging Republicans to rip it out of the NDAA. He raised the question, why are some Republicans working with Dems 
to destroy alternative media. This law gives big tech and the corporate media more censorship power. Strip it out of the NDAA. Freedom Works, Americans for Tax Reform, join the push to strip this out of the NDAA with tweets and letters. Reason Magazine, the voice of the libertarian movement, came out against the bill. Echoing Freedom Works characterization of the JCPA as cronyism, which it certainly is. The Reason senior editor Elizabeth Nolan Brown writing the worst ideas in Congress never die. They just get sneaked into unrelated bills. This week, that means lawmakers reportedly trying to burrow a bad media protectionism bill into defense spending authorization. What looks like this effort is dead. This is good news. Something good to celebrate on this Wednesday morning. Stay with us. If you'd like to join the conversation, the Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800-928-1110. Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line, 71307. And over on that text line, we have this. <laughs> Come on, Vince. You're like the little kid that takes his basketball home when he loses the game. Join us as we celebrate this victory. <laughs> Referring to the Georgia Senate race. Oh, my goodness. Vince, why is McConnell so for censorship? What is he hiding? <laughs> you have to ask. Vince, attaching spending bills to real bills is probably how politicians who make $150,000 a year are worth several hundred million by the time they retire. This texter, happy to see the Democrats have an outright majority. More judges, 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 more women judges, more minority judges, more younger judges. I think the Democrats have finally figured this out. Just like the campaign money issue and the early voting process. We're beating you guys at your own game. Hmm. Just a sampling of items here over on the text line. So let's jump right in. Let's talk about last night. Raphael Warnock will keep his seat in Washington. After defeating Republican Herschel Walker, the runoff race for U.S. Senate in Georgia. Marking the end of a disappointing Senate midterm run for Republicans who have been highly optimistic about a possible red wave this year. GOP's hopes were first dashed in November when Democrats secured the majority for next year. Now, with Warnock's win, Democrats will not only have a 51-49 advantage, but they will not be subject to power-sharing agreements with Republicans that a deadlocked Senate would have necessitated. Pretty amazing. So it's done. And there will be a lot of analysis on this. I don't think it's very complicated at all. It comes back to three words. Candidate, candidate, candidate. <laughs> Actually, if you want two words, it's candidate quality. My friend, former Congressman Mark Walker 
had a really good post on social media, and I sent a message to commend him for it. Flying back home from D.C. and frustrated with the Georgia election. Most Georgia statewide candidates won by a huge margin, including Governor Kemp's 7.5% victory last month. I wish Herschel Walker all the best moving forward. Yet I also hope we've learned an important lesson. Candidate quality matters. If Republicans are going to talk about character and integrity while promoting moral high ground and conservative values, we better start supporting candidates whose lives match the loud speeches. Oh, my goodness, yes. Mark Walker is right on the money. In addition to the Herschel Walker and Mark Walker, you also need to hear from Christian Walker. I don't know if he's done a video yet. If he does, we'll be sure to share it with you. If I notice it. I love how Christian Walker does a shout out to his mom. This is my amazing mom. He has a picture who's had her name and image dragged through the media unwillingly. She refused to talk to any journalist after 18 months of stalking. I blew up after she was lied on multiple times. Shout out to every strong mother whose story goes untold. We love you. He goes on to say she wanted no part of this. Any interview clipped of her was from a 2008 interview she did that my dad wanted her to do. She married my amazing stepdad and lives a quiet life. I'm so happy. She can rest now. And this bullcrap is over with. Christian Walker also calls out Dinesh D'Souza. Dinesh D'Souza back on October 4th, posted this. I like Christian Walker a lot. I had him on my podcast. He suffered being raised without a dad, but his parents divorced in 2002 when he was three. Everything he says about his dad seems largely derived from his mom. An embittered ex-wife is hardly a balanced or reliable source. This is where somebody is clearly speaking out of turn. Dinesh D'Souza doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. And Christian Walker called him out. You came for every single mother who raised their child while dealing with abuse. My mom protected me, loved me, and cared for me. My opinions of my father are from my experience, not hers. I messaged you privately and respectfully. And you didn't delete this. How dare you? Wow. Calling him out. As he should. Are you ready for some more posts? I love these. I read these this morning, early this morning. Told you I had insomnia. I woke up about 3 in the morning, never went back to sleep. <laughs> it was uh, not a good morning. So we had some additional time <laughs> to prepare for the show, more so than I ever needed. And a lot of times just to read stuff. You ready for these? This is good stuff. Don't compare Warnock running over his wife's foot to my father holding guns and knives to my mother's throat, threatening to kill his therapist, her and one of his adulteresses, in a therapy session, and telling my mom and I he was going to beat our asses. Get off my page. 
I, I love the passion. I love it. Don't beat women. Hold guns to people's heads. Fund abortions. Then pretend you're pro-life. Stalk cheerleaders. Leave your multiple minor children alone to chase more fame. Lie, lie, lie. Say stupid crap and make a fool of your family. Then maybe you can win a Senate seat. Don't you hear the wisdom in this? Republicans, we say we don't play identity politics. And then you ran this man mainly because he was the same skin color as his opponent, with no background other than football. A boring old Republican could have won. And this, Jim, the truth, Trump called my dad for months, demanding and he has this in all caps, demanding that he run. Everyone with a brain begged him, please don't do this. This is too dirty. You have an insane past. Please don't do this. We got the middle finger. He ran. And there's one more post that I will share with you. All of this from Christian Walker. I, I, my respect for this guy is, is even stronger. Talk more about this as we continue. Stay with us. My goodness. I'm reading a social media post. I mean, it's amazing how many people have been drawn into this Georgia Senate race. Let me finish before I do want to read this post from you for you. My goodness. This is a winner. Last post here from Christian Walker. I was called a backstabber after getting angry and blowing up from watching my dad live for 18 months straight. But he's not a backstabber for leaving his two minor children he kept secret to grow up without a dad as he chases more fame and power. Pathetic. Raise your kids. This may be some painful truth for some of us who, again, as I've warned many times before, there's a danger of us putting those of us who claim to believe in family, morals, ethics, putting politics ahead of everything else. This is not, you know, for those who may be thinking, oh, you're judging Herschel Walker. I'm not judging the man. <laughs> it's like a friend of mine used to say, if a rotten apple falls off a tree and hits you on the head, you don't have to judge the apple. Kind of speaks for itself, doesn't it? This is kind of, uh, this is interesting. Because I think this woman is a Republican. Oh, gosh, she has a long post here, but I think it's worth sharing with you. Quote, you voted for a baby killer. No. I voted for a man who can actually speak a coherent sentence, who believes in a woman's right to choose whether or not to abort her baby. He hasn't killed any babies, so some of you need to stop exaggerating. I also voted against a lying buffoon who loves to play pretend, falsely claimed to be a cop, an FBI agent, claims to be pro-life, yet has paid for women that he cheated on, his wife to have abortions. He's a deadbeat dad while criticizing black men who don't take care of their children. That's the pot calling the kettle black. Herschel Walker lost because Democrats stole the election. Some are already making up excuses and conspiracy theories about his loss. Warnock won fair and square. No, we simply don't want the guy who contemplates about the pros and cons about being a vampire versus a werewolf. 
Remember we played that audio on this program? We don't want this guy representing us in Congress. Lastly, to those who claim black people voted for Warnock merely because he's black, um, Herschel Walker is black too. Besides that, plenty of whites voted for Warnock, including some Republicans. Atlanta may be blue, but Georgia is red. He couldn't have won, mathematically speaking, without a large white vote. So stop making this racial. (laughs) This is someone who lives in Atlanta, posting reaction to the election results. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Bunch of text here to go through. Vince, face it, Mitch McConnell has founded a new party. We have Democrats, Republicans, and the whatever's good for Mitch McConnell at the time party. Ooh. The JCPA out of the NDAA, it's just a distraction, a bone thrown out by the dim Republican uniparty. Skeptical. Hell yeah. As the corrupt Biden government and Senate rhinos coordinate to take our freedom and liberty away as the dummies do TikTok videos. Hmm. Candidate quality is what people vote for. I really wish we could vote on ideology. I wish Herschel Walker or any Republican could articulate the idea of limited government and sell that instead of candidate quality. Look at Pennsylvania. That guy got any qualities? Yeah. Somebody saying here, now's the time for Joe Manchin to cross over to the Republicans. <laughs> Don't hold your breath. Responding to something I said here, that's 100% not true. Or Fetterman, Fetterwoman, would not have been elected. Oh, wait. I doubt that was what happened. Election fraud in Pennsylvania and more. Also, I was at the Georgia rally where Christian was there with his dad. Hmm, makes me wonder, what is really going on? If you're wondering about Christian, Christian just got fed up. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him one bit. See, when it's personal, there's a point where you just check out, and that's what happened. Trump taught us in the Republican Party, character doesn't matter. Now you have to deal with it. Herschel Walker. (laughs) Final truth, Republicans are about party and not country. You're acting like a Republican quit, trying to soften the blow with Christian's comments. Just putting it out there, folks. I just can't help but feel this was a golden opportunity to get this right, and we laid an egg, hoping we can right the ship in 2024 and undo the court packing that's going to proceed. I also read Mark Walker's post comment by saying we need to game the system like the Democrats do. That is from Jeff. Vince, whether everything about Herschel Walker is true or not, he was still a better candidate than Warnock. That's not a testament to Herschel Walker. It's a testament to what a piece of garbage Warnock is. <laughs> my gosh. Vince, I think you just made my head explode. You mean people won't vote for a bad candidate simply because they're not a Democrat? Stop the presses. Not a fan of Warnock or Walker, but people of Georgia picked the best bad choice they had to go with. <laughs> Uh, Just a sampling. Walker may not be perfect and clearly has made mistakes, but Warnock, who is a supposed minister and defends the killing of babies, is despicable. You get what you get, Georgia. Yeah, congratulations, huh? Oh, my goodness. What a mess. What a mess. 
We're going to have a little bit more on this. Um, in fact, we don't have time to play this. One last item. And this is someone commenting about the candidacy of Herschel Walker. You may have heard me at different times make comments about my concern about, in the black community, putting the best foot forward. Because I think a lot of times we are not doing that. And in the black community, it would be my perspective, for instance, we have allowed people, and and I'll, I'll just say it, we've allowed white people to push people to the forefront who should not be there. Now, at the end of the day, the people have to make the choice to run. But a lot of times, people become pawns. They're being used as pawns for some political purpose. But coming up, you're going to hear a perspective I happen to agree with from somebody that I rarely agree with. In other words, this guy is a socialist. But he hit this right on the head. And I think it's a cautionary message to all of us. Also, uh, coming up, a warning from the House over to the Senate. That much more as we continue our broadcast. Stay with us. More items from the text line. Walker lost because he's a clown. We need to stop this celebrities and government trend. I'd rather have no-name Bob than some millionaire celebrity. The Georgia runoff verifies one thing. Do we really have a choice when voting or just puppets of the machine? This person says you take the holy woman beater or the baby killer. (laughs) Sad, isn't it? Vince, the Georgia loss is Trump's obituary. Yes, some are actually saying this. You and the rest of the current Republicans... You guys fall in love with any celebrity that agrees with any topic you like. Love the generalization there. Vince, the fact is, between the Santacrats and the Republicans, the people don't stand much of a chance. Salon out of Gastonia. Vince, I can't wait to see the TikTok videos the newest transgender child predator judge the Dems add to SCOTUS makes. Going to be epic. Huh. Interesting. There's a person responding here to something I shared about Herschel Walker. I think this is down here earlier. And someone was just raising a question about... um, kind of summed it up here so God's forgiveness is worthless in your eyes what are you talking about God's forgiveness has nothing to do with God's forgiveness has a lot to do with owning your reality owning where you have fallen short I said this weeks ago in the middle of some of these revelations I said Herschel Walker needs to come clean the idea that he may 
be born again and may be living a new life and all this stuff is behind them, that's great. That's wonderful. The average person doesn't know that. So there's a need to spell this out. Come out and say, you know what? I did some horrible things. I'm going to publicly ask forgiveness for anybody that I may have harmed during the time where I behaved horribly. I'm very ashamed of my behavior. So if there are any other revelations that come out, there's no game playing and denial. That's what doesn't come across well. I kind of wonder whether honesty might have been worth a point. Just enough to put him over the finish line. I don't know. We will never know. I do know people don't like being lied to. They don't. Vince, don't take the trolls too seriously. They just hear what they want. <laughs> okay. I want to quickly get to, uh, by the way, coming up next hour, you're going to hear about the 2022 Person of the Year. Also, we have a Wellness Wednesday segment addressing something that I hope will help to equip you in dealing with one of the most common errors that so-called Christian socialists believe and the scripture they love to abuse. We'll deal with that in just a few minutes. First, I want to get to, I think we have time. Let's listen to Van Jones, his comments on the Georgia race. And I think he has a great point here. Listen up. The, tonight is about Georgia. And tonight is about Trump picking somebody who, frankly, used to be a hero. Uh, his, his name, Herschel Walker, used to mean inspiration. Now it means insult. He's an insult to the black community. And what you may see tonight is people coming out not just to vote uh, in favor of a senator that they love, but just to vote against Donald Trump picking somebody like this and throwing this person at the voters in Georgia. Like, well, you'll just pick anybody who's black. His judgment, Trump's judgment uh, tonight is going to be, I think, called into question by a lot of people. And, and I think that when you have when you have a situation where uh, uh, it's obvious that Trump uh, when a, uh, he was a little bit too clever by half. Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to put a black guy against right. a black guy, but the guy that he picked was the wrong black so guy. Uh, yeah. It's hard to disagree with Van Jones on this. And you know, there's very little you're going to get me to agree with <laughs> that Van Jones would possibly say. Just saying. Vince, I think until we get rid of this early voting, they've created the Democrats are going to overwhelmingly win where they need to win. There's no need to have weeks of early voting. There's too much corruption that goes on. See, I, I go back again. Florida. Florida's done a great job with this. They've got this resolved. And for that matter, I mean, when you look at what happened in Georgia, they were done counting pretty much last night. We knew who won last night. Vince, the hell with apologizing people like you is what's wrong with the Republican Party? Oh, so we just be arrogant and never take responsibility, just like Democrats. Oh, I get it. 
Coming up, Wellness Wednesday. We're going to share something really important to blow up some of the myths promoted by so-called Christian socialists. That much more as we continue the broadcast. Stay with us. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. From the heart of the Carolinas, a voice in the wilderness, a thought-provoking broadcast in a world of ignorant nonsense. But some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Hour number two of our Wednesday broadcast. This is an interesting text. From the upstate, Vince, I feel for you. You have some of the meanest people listening to your talk show. <laughs> Hang in there. Uh, there's some people out there with a real edge. You know, it, now that you said that, at the risk of going down a rabbit trail, I don't think it's a rabbit trail, but it's, I, I do think it's important to say that Folks, we're not going to get anywhere with anger. We're really not. There's got to be a very serious self-examination by this Republican Party. Very serious self-examination. And, and I told you one of the dangers. We're in an era now where the pendulum has swung from this allegedly... Um, non-traditional president in the form of Donald Trump. That's swinging back toward the establishment, isn't it? And I don't think those are the only choices. But this is what's happening by default. Are they going to do something extraordinary that's going to help prepare for a successful 2024? <laughs> I have my doubts. Just being honest with you. If we're going to be showcasing Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy and their leadership for the next two years, I have serious doubts. Oh, my gosh. Should I share? Oh, my goodness. Why are you ducking the current border bill? Is it because it passed? If it passed, that takes away a Republican talking point. Are you talking about the amnesty bill? We've already discussed that. And it's not going to do anything. I guarantee you. Vince, the last texture who claimed you're what's wrong with the Republican Party needs a lemon shoved up their ass. It's people like that with terrible character. It's what's wrong with this country. <laughs> the only way to save the Republican Party is to get rid of Donald Trump, this texture says. Uh-huh. All right, let's jump right in because I really... I'm not going to be able to get through all of this, but I want to strongly encourage you to find this, read this, and share this, because it's going to be a helpful tool in having conversations, especially with your family members and others who falsely believe that socialism is Christian. Ben Johnson has a great piece over at Acton.org. Is Raphael Warnock right that the early church was a socialist church? I had a texter asking the other day, what did I base my evidence on that he's a socialist? He's an avowed socialist. He will tell you he's a socialist. He embraces Bernie Sanders and his platform. 
Ben says, Raphael Warnock, the Democratic candidate for U.S. Senate in Georgia, believes the Bible teaches socialism and that embracing a Marxist economic platform actually makes you a Christian. In a sermon delivered in 2016 in Atlanta's Ebenezer Baptist Church, Warnock chided that evangelicals who stand on the Bible but reject socialism need to go back and read the Bible. Here's what he told people. The early church was a socialist church. I know you think that's an oxymoron, but the early church was much closer to socialism than to capitalism. Go back and read the Bible. I love to listen to evangelicals who stand on the Bible. Well, they had all things in common. They took everything. I'm just preaching the Bible. They took all of their things. They had all things in common. But even the folk who say they just follow every word of the Bible, they're not about to do that. But if we would just share what we have, everybody can eat, everybody ought to have water, everybody ought to have health care. It's a basic principle. And I don't mind telling you that those who have more ought to give more. The strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. And in the nation and in the church, to whom much is given, much is required. We need to level the playing field. And to be concerned about the poor does not make you a socialist. It actually makes you a Christian. And it means you believe that everybody is a child of God. There's so much error in this message that this guy is preaching at Ebenezer Baptist Church. This is horrible. Just riddled with error. I could spend the entire program addressing the error. Ben Johnson, responding to this, says Warnock's statement that politicians should impose the same policies in the nation and in the church conflates the two realms that were, if uttered by a conservative, would instantly trigger accusations of theocracy. Um, hello? Warnock's biblical exegesis and application of this passage deeply confused. The Christian view of voluntary charity could hardly differ from that from the secular socialist vision of mandatory government redistribution of wealth. Those of us who recognize the common sense distinction here have no problem understanding this. Socialists often cite that Acts 4, 32-37 section, which states immediately after the Pentecost, no Christian would say any of the things he possessed was his own. They had all things in common. Nor is there anyone among them who lacked. For all who had possessions or lands or houses sold them, brought the proceeds of the things that were sold, laid them at the apostles' feet, and they distributed to each as anyone had need. Far from establishing socialism, the Bible highlights the Christian alternative to Marxism. First, the Bible affirms the right to private property. The passage clearly states each Christian supported the need with things he possessed. You can't give something unless you have it. It has to be yours to give. Socialism, by definition, denies the right to private property. And it nationalizes all economic activity. Second, the Apostle Peter underscored the voluntary nature of Christian giving. Just a few verses later, he upbraided Sapphira, who sold her land but held back part of the proceeds. Was it not your own? 
after it was sold, was the money derived from the sale not in your own control? By the way, those of you not familiar with the Ananias and Sapphira story, they lied. They tried to present the idea they were giving everything. But they held back part of the proceeds. And the judgment of God came upon them, and they both dropped dead. Not for not giving, but for lying. Christians freely give their alms to poor out of love, personally tailoring their intervention to the recipient's need. Socialism forcibly confiscates other people's property and distributes it to the well-connected through one-size-fits-all government programs. Even Warnock's predecessor, Reverend Martin Luther King, who had a complicated view of what he deemed socialism, described the one overriding reason he rejected Marxism. Man becomes hardly more in communism than a depersonalized cog in the turning wheel of the state. History shows socialists often feign concern for the poor in order to seize church property for their own ends. Just a sampling of this really excellent piece for Wellness Wednesday. Stay with us. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Some, some of you folks, I'm serious. I, I really wonder, are you listening to the same program that I'm sending out? It kind of reminds me, I have a friend, it was actually Dr. Steve Crosby, making reference to someone I know, basically referred to this person as having a problem with hearing, saying something is wrong with that person's receiver. I think that's going on here. From this texter, the amount of stupid coming out of your mouth is beyond belief. Why don't you talk about the Christian national politicians want to make Christianity our national religion? All you Republicans know the Second Amendment. But none of you know the first. You are a clown beyond any clown I've ever heard. You know, you're so uncreative. You use this word over and over. Can you come up with something more creative, by the way? This is a regular troll, by the way. And by the way, I want to know what is beyond behind your hatred. I'm just curious. Is there some sort of family issue or some type of trauma you've experienced? Call in. I'd love to have a conversation. It might be more of a therapy session. I'm just curious. How many passages in the Bible do conservatives use and misquote or flat out ignore just to win an election? I believe it's the current conservatives, the reason for the decline in people going to church. <laughs> really? It's kind of lame. Vince Christians, or so-called Christians, who said Jesus was a socialist are no different from snake oil salesmen. Jesus did not tell us to use the government to feed the poor. He told us to go do it ourselves out of our own abundance. If Raphael Warnock is a pastor, then my friend Doberman is an archbishop. <laughs> Jeff. That is a winner. I love it. Vince, we're suffering from a society turning from God and believing we have the answers for ourselves versus listening to and reading God's word. 
As I near 60, I worry for my children and grandchildren. They're all saved and truly thankful for that. One day this evil will be removed. Yeah, one day. Oh, I left off part of the message here. Part of me celebrates this evil taking hold in our world because I believe the end times are here. It will be nice to see uh, the culmination of God's plan. Will it not? I told you I'm not a big fan of Kevin McCarthy. But he's getting a couple of things right, including this. The story in The Hill that House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy is pushing back on Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell's political strategy and discussions for an omnibus deal with Democrats. This is just stupid. Why would you want to work on anything if we have the gavel inside Congress? This is what he said on Fox News. Wait till we're in charge. McCarthy's comments follow efforts by Senate Republicans, including McConnell, to work with Democrats in pushing through a bipartisan spending bill by the end of next week. This is crazy. Democrats have said they want to pass an omnibus appropriations bill during Congress's lame duck session. Some members of the GOP appear poised to get on board with defense spending for Ukraine, among other things. McCarthy disagreed with the bipartisan approach on Fox News, saying Republicans should wait until they are stronger in every negotiation when they take the majority in the House in January. We're just 28 days away from Republicans having the gavel. We would be stronger in every negotiation, so any Republican that's out there trying to work with them is wrong. Laura Ingram on the show asked the minority leader if his comments implicated McConnell, to which McCarthy responded yes. He's calling him out. Good for him. The comments coming after McCarthy. McCarthy making the comments after he, shortly after he joined McConnell, Speaker Pelosi, and Chuck Schumer in a meeting at the White House. Following that meeting, McConnell said leaders were in, let me do it right here, I'm sorry. We're, we're really in widespread agreement that an omnibus deal was really needed here. Don't you agree we need an omnibus bill? I think we do. I really think so. And we need to get this done so we can get the work done for the American people. Don't you agree? (laughs) My goodness. This is just so boneheaded. It's crazy. Just boneheaded. Uh, By the way, a couple of texts here. If the Bible is the word, why can't even two people agree on what is written? What's the disagreement on? Call me up. Let's talk about it. Tell me on a subject of disagreement. Vince, I guess the truth and disinformation ministry was the Democrats' testament to the First Amendment. (laughs) Uh, Chris out of Shelby says, sounds like you need to dig into your file and pull out the revised version of the serenity prayer. (laughs) That may be a good idea here. Maybe that with an adult beverage. Did I just say that? Why not? Thomas Massey. Speaking of spending, I love Thomas Massey, congressman from Kentucky, 
the suburban Cincinnati area. Regrettably, some of my congressional colleagues are more concerned about tracking that $600 Venmo payment you made than tracking $60 billion of your money they sent to Ukraine. Of course, they're not interested in tracking that. Did you hear about that, by the way? How the IRS is now going to expect all these transactions that have taken place over at Venmo and these other services, Cash App, when they reach a certain value, it's going to be reported to the IRS. <laughs> this is just getting crazier by the moment, isn't it, folks? Crazy. Absolutely crazy. And this is what the Democrat Party wants to continue to empower. An IRS. That's one of their favorite agencies. Because it helps to support their tax and spend policies. So you got to bleed every drop you can possibly get out of the American people. You can say whatever you want about, you know, we just want the, the rich to play their fair share. I mean, it's a joke. We all know it's a joke. Because the end of the day, the rich know how to avoid paying taxes legally. They have the accountants and the economic means to be able to dodge what most Americans can't. So these additional IRS agents, they're coming after you, not the rich. Just mark my words on that one. Coming up. We'll talk about the man of the year and much more as we continue. By the way, I just want to put out word... For some of the texters here who make it a habit of being abusive, hateful, I'm going to be a little more aggressive about blocking texts. It's not about disagreeing or anything like that, but it is about really making a total ass of yourself and being abusive. That's the point where you will be blocked. I just want to put that out there. I haven't done that in a while. And I finally had enough of one person in particular. So, adios. So send your hateful text elsewhere where somebody cares. Let's talk about 2022 person of the year, Volodymyr Zelensky, the president of Ukraine. He is the choice for person of the year. Quite curious. What do you think about this choice? Breitbart story on this. Talking about Newsweek, their characterization as this man, as person of the year, 2022, calling it an obvious choice in light of the head of state's ubiquity and his ability to galvanize the world around his cause. The spirit of Ukraine, a nebulous concept that apparently includes Spanish celebrity, chef, 
Jose Andras also earned recognition as a 2022 Person of the Year. Ukraine, as you know, facing a Russian invasion for most of its history, fueled by Russian-backed proxies in the eastern Donbass region since 2014, when the Russian leader Vladimir Putin announced his country would colonize Ukraine's Crimean Peninsula, Zelensky inherited that war when he was elected as the pro-Russian choice in 2019 against incumbent Petro Poroshenko. Zelensky appeared immediately distrusting of the negotiation formula he inherited from Zelensky. Most prominently following a fateful meeting with Putin himself, chaperoned by leaders of France and Germany, that amounted to nothing. Prior to the recent wave of invasion, Zelensky demanded a new negotiation format with serious countries involved instead of France and Germany. In February, after years of minimal progress for Russia on the Donbass front, Putin announced a special operation to oust Zelensky, labeling the Ukrainian president and his administration an illegitimate Nazi regime. Putin's regime contending that since pro-Russian president had been ousted in a popular revolt in 2014, he, not Zelensky, was the true democratic leader of the country. Zelensky, then a sitcom and sketch comedian, played no notable role in the events that ousted his predecessor. Zelensky responded to the new operation with outrage, noting the Nazi label is especially offensive given he's Jewish. His ancestors fought in the Soviet military against the Nazis in the Second World War. The president then chose to stay in Kiev and organize a full-scale national military mobilization, handing out thousands of guns to civilians reportedly refusing transport out of the country, launching an incessant media campaign, making him one of the world's most recognizable faces. Newsweek saying, Newsweek, Time. Time saying this year's choice, the most clear-cut in memory. Whether the battle for Ukraine fills one with hope or with fear. Volodymyr Zelensky galvanized the world in a way we haven't seen in decades. What do you think? Is this a good choice? Or is this a bad choice? Would you have rather seen someone else? Reuters out with an interesting story on wealth. You've heard a number of references to Elon Musk. Some of those disparaging, of course. As the richest man in the world. Well, now we have a new richest person, at least briefly. Twitter owner and Tesla boss Elon Musk briefly lost his title as the world's richest person Wednesday, according to Forbes, following a steep drop in the value of his stake in the electric car maker and a $44 billion bet on the social media firm. Bernard Arnault, the chief executive luxury brand Louis Vuitton's parent company, LVMH, and his family, briefly took the title as the world's richest, but they were back at number two with a mere personal wealth of $185.3 billion, according to Forbes. 
Musk, who's held the top spot on the Forbes list since September 21, has a net worth of $185.7 billion, taking over the title from Amazon.com founder Jeff Bezos. Tesla shares, they've lost more than 47% in value since Musk made his offer to buy Twitter earlier this year, down 2.7%. So Musk's net worth dropped below $200 billion earlier on November 8th as investors dumped Tesla shares and worries the top executive and largest shareholder of the world's most valuable electric vehicle maker is more preoccupied with Twitter, losing nearly half its market value. Musk's net worth dropping by about $70 billion since his bid for Twitter back in April. Poor guy. I'm sure you are quite disturbed by this development. <laughs> oh, my goodness. On the text line, Han uh, Zelensky, this is an irrelevant choice. Has anybody even read Time magazine lately? Didn't Hitler win Man of the Year before the world found out about the Holocaust? Another person saying on the person of the year? Yep, no surprise at all. Hitler won it. Stalin won it twice. Just brilliant. <laughs> Stay with us. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. 